Blog Talk Radio. It's now time for Breaking Chains with P31 Ladies Night, where we work to give females increased self-esteem, establish a healthy self-identity, and motivate females to obtain high noble character as detailed in Scripture. Get involved in the conversation by calling in at 858-357-9137 or catch the live stream at www.blogtalkradio.com backslash radio. Good evening, and welcome to the P31 Ladies Night. I hope that everyone had a thankful Thanksgiving. Tonight's show is about a thankful heart. But before we get started, let's begin with a prayer. Most gracious and heavenly Father, teach us to offer you a heart of thanksgiving, praise, and all daily experiences of life. Teach us to be joyful always. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.
listening to Breaking Chains. Call in live during the show at 858-357-9137. And listen live on our website at youngadultstalk.org. Thanks, big bro. That was Dre Williams at tightspot.org. Tonight's show is being sponsored by the Williams Group and Jade R. Enterprises. So sit back and relax, and let's break chains with Breaking Chains Ministry on YAT Radio. I am your host, Sonia Roberts. Um, I have my little brother on the on the board tonight, uh, Reverend Williams. Good evening. How are you this evening? Bless. God bless you. God bless everyone. Uh, uh, thank you for being here tonight. God bless you. Okay. We're going to rejoice always, pray continuously, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. That was First Thessalonians five sixteen through 18. You know, it's not always easy to give thanks, but this is the very thing we must do in order to see God's will accomplished in our lives. This is how we move into higher realms of faith for ourselves, our city, and for our nation. But when we give thanks in the midst of difficulty, we bring pleasure to God's heart and breakthrough begins. He is looking for people who live in a realm of praise and thanksgiving where the enemy no longer has an ability to hold or manipulate. Satan is defeated when we have a thankful heart because thankfulness during difficulty is a sacrifice pleasing to God. Are you thankful? Yes, I'm very thankful. Are you thankful for your present circumstances? Every day, I'm thankful for all my circumstances that I face. Are you thankful for your salvation, your friendships, and your job? Are you thankful for the way God made you? Let me tell you, thankfulness is a key to your life. It is the key that turns your situation around because it changes you, your outlook, and your attitude. There is powerful in a thankful heart. Thanksgiving brings contentment. An attitude of thanksgiving accepts and embraces God's will. Begin to thank God for all the blessings he has given instead of dwelling on the negative. Discontent drives up the soul. To love God is to love his will. It is to wait quietly for life to be measured by one who knows us through and through. It is to be content with his timing and his wise appointment. It is to follow in the footsteps of the master, as did Paul, who was able to say that he had learned contentment no matter what the circumstances. No easy lesson, but great gain, which is the son, the sum of godliness Plus contentment. That was First Timothy six and six. If we look at the examples of Jesus, he followed the will of his Father to the very end. 
He obeyed without complaint. In Philippians chapter 2, 5 through 8, Paul says that we should have the same attitude. See, Jesus made himself nothing and took on the very nature of a servant. Would you do that? Would you do that in today's society? He humbled himself and became obedient to death. We also are to have the same attitude with a humble God, with a humble and thankful acceptance of God's will for our lives. Jesus embraced hardship without a complaint. Can you? Good evening, ladies. Welcome to the show. Tonight we'll be talking about a thankful heart. So with that being said, are you thankful for all the things that you have, that you have encountered in your life? Are you thankful for your present circumstances? Welcome to the show, Amy. Welcome to the show, Dallas. And welcome to the show. Hey everyone. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. Hello. Hey, Welcome to the show. So, the question that has been brought up: Are you thankful? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Yes. Who am I speaking with? This is Minister Brenda Damer. Baton Rouge. Thunder, how are you this evening? I'm good. How about you? I'm fine. Thanks for asking. Mm-hmm. So the floor is now open. Are you thankful okay. for your present circumstances? Yes, I am. And I can tell you why I'm thankful. Because God does not allow you to be tested above that which you are able. And with the test, if it becomes too much for you, he will provide a way of escape. And every experience and circumstance that I have gone through, I have grown. I have learned from it. There was a lesson in it. There was a reason that God allowed it to come. And and if we learn the lesson, you know, we can move to the next level of where God wants us to be. We go from faith to faith to glory to glory. So we have to learn and we're going to have to be tried. We're going to have to be tested. There's no other way. Because this is what builds us as Christians and as people who serve God. We have to grow. We have to be challenged. We have to be stretched. We have to be pressed. The oil doesn't come until the olive is pressed. So we have to be pressed. And I'm thankful for every trial that I've had. Because although I couldn't see it at some point, I saw it at the backside of it, you know. But God had a reason for it. And it developed me in so many other ways. You know, then I learned to trust him more and more because he brought me through this. Now he can bring me through that. He brings me through that. He can bring me through this. And that's what we have to be thankful for. In everything, give thanks. Because it is the will of God concerning us. We must give thanks. Amen. So, Dallas, what's your take on that? Do you have anything you would like to add? You or Amy? Um. You were saying what what I am I thankful for? Uh, are you thankful for the way God made you? And are you thankful for your salvation, oh. your friendships and your job? Yeah, I'm uh very thankful because I feel like 
the reason I'm like where I am now is because of God. I, you know, ask God every day, you know, to guide me. And like anytime I try to, you know, take things up on my own, I ask him that he may put me back on his track. So I feel like I'm in this position for a reason. So I'm very thankful. Um, and I always remind myself that things could be worse. You know what I'm saying? Like seeing other folks like going through things. But, you know, it's, it's minor things that I, you know, notice in my life. But I'm always thankful because I always feel like things could be worse. And I also know that God is working, you know, in my life to better me, to come, become a better person. So that's what I would like to say. Amen. Uh, you have anything you would like to add, Amy? Yeah, I'm going to say I'm thankful for life itself. I'm thankful for what the Lord has brought me from. I'm thankful for the different things he's showing me and revealing to me, um, you know, so I can make myself better and try to do better and try to do what I'm supposed to do according to the Bible. So I'm, I'm very thankful for everything. Thankful for it all. Can't thank them enough. But I am very thankful. Truly thankful. So in um in your words, what does it mean to have a thankful heart? A thankful Amy. heart? Mm-hmm. You don't oh. I'm gonna Go hold ahead. on one second, I'm sorry. Hold on one minute, I'm driving. Okay, we're gonna go to Dallas. Dallas, what you think? Um, can you repeat that question one more time? What does it mean to have a thankful heart? Um, I'll just say, you know, just showing gratitude, like in any situation, finding the good of situations, um, having a thankful heart, you know, just being grateful for uh, what you have. Um, yeah, that's what I like to say. Okay. I said, well, to me, personally, it means cultivating a heart of gratitude. Having an appreciation for life in the present moment is counting our blessings, noticing simple pleasures, and acknowledging the abundance already here. It does not waste time criticizing. It's a loving heart. Ms. Brenda, you have anything you would like to add? Well, you took most of what I was going to say, but I will say this. Uh, (laughs) A thankful heart does not uh, frown or be uncertain. A faithful heart is a faithful heart, you know, because they trust knowing that no matter, I don't look at this situation with my natural eyes. I'm walking by faith and not by sight. And I'm believing that no matter the circumstances, just as David and the three Hebrew boys and all the rest of them, they walk by faith and not by sight. So even though I see with my natural eye, it may not look like I want it to look, I trust by faith that it's going to happen. And if it doesn't happen, I will die in faith, believing and knowing that God could. So a grateful heart expresses that in everything that they do. Uh, it's it's just you don't worry about a situation. You cast that care to the Lord, and you let him handle it, and you walk confidently knowing that he's going to take care of it however and whenever he decides that he wants to do it and look to learn the lesson that's there while you're walking through. Amen. So, Amen. 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 Amy, are you back with us? Yes, I am. Okay. I agree um, with what she said. I'll be out there. Being grateful for everything. Just, you know, I guess 
being thankful for where I am and what I have going on and what the Lord has presented to me has put in my life. And not being envious of the people, being happy when people are doing better, when I feel like it's better than what I have, striving to get to where they are. That's what I think I thank for heart. So tell me, what is your heart thankful for? I'm thankful for just for life, for being amongst the living, to be on this side. Thankful for learning and understanding what God, you know, had to go through. How uh, Jesus died for our sins, and just how we just need to be, we just need to do better. We know better, so I feel like we need to all start doing better because we all know better, but. Of course, we still slip back and do wrong, but I'm just thankful for where I am today in life. Amen. And for the people that God has put in my life. Yes, amen. Well, amen. I'm thankful that he chose me because many are called, but few are chosen. And I'm just yeah. thankful that he chose me and he saw enough in me that, you know, he decided, okay, I'm going to. I'm going to call her. I'm going to choose her. You know, I'm going to put my stamp on her. And, and and it's no greater joy than to be a servant of God. You know, now we are his friend, yes, but I mean a servant in the to the degree that you are working to do the will of the Father. Amen. So you're a servant. You know, and I, I'm grateful for that because, you know, is, how many other people could he have chosen or spoken to or called, you know what I'm saying? He didn't have to be me. The world is full of people. I don't know what the population is uh, at this point, but I mean, there are so many other people he could have chosen, you know, and I I do want to represent him well. I want to do all that he has assigned for my hands to do, and my prayer is that I will complete that before I leave this earth. Amen. Um, I think that a, a thankful heart, it is a playful, a playful heart, and it has fun. Um, but we can take it seriously, seriously sometimes. We need to laugh at ourselves and at the challenges that life brings us. Um... Do you think that a thankful heart knows that there must be an object of thanks? Can you repeat that? I got part of it, but I didn't get all of it. Uh, The question was, do you think that a thankful heart knows that there must be an object of thanks? Yes. How? And the reason being, a thankful heart has understanding. You know, when you have understanding, you you can apply to what the situation is. You know, to whatever uh, is facing you, you can still have joy. You can still rejoice. You can still say, thank you, God. Because you've got an understanding. And the Bible says in all you're getting, get an understanding. So we got to get some understanding. We got to get some knowledge in order to be able to see past 
you know, current circumstances, situations, people, all these different things, you have to be able to look beyond. And, and that's walking by faith, not by sight. That's walking in the spirit and not in the flesh. So we can only understand the things of the spirit when we are in the spirit. A carnal mind doesn't understand things of the spirit. So all of that ties in with that thankful heart. You have to have that understanding. Amen. Um, I say you um, give thanks to the Lord. That's how the Bible puts it as a, an object. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Uh, Dallas, you have anything you would like to add? Um, was it? Can y'all repeat the question? Do you think that the thankful heart knows that there must be an objective of thanks? Um, yes, I I think it, it do. Um. Yeah. Why? Well, I'm kind of com- confused on the question. Like, what you mean by that? Like, are there any um, situations or objectives that there must be that you may give thanks to? I say by giving thanks yeah. to the Lord. What'd you say? I said by giving thanks to the Lord. That's how the Bible. um, Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I feel like you would know, like, when to give thanks because, you know, God gets you out of situations that, you know, no no one else can get you out of or you don't even see yourself getting out of. So I just feel like you have no, you know, you would know when to give, like, so thanks. And your heart would know. Amen. Let me tell you something um, about uh, being thankful and really understanding. When you go through at a certain level, your understanding is peaked to the highest point. Uh, About three years ago, I had a car accident about three blocks from my home. I started across the intersection and no one was there. And then all of a sudden, just as I almost completed crossing the intersection a car came out of nowhere t-boned me flipped my vehicle i flipped three times was upside down in the car and i don't know why god gave me the presence of mind to count the flips and it was happening so fast that i was counting one two three just like that i counted it so landed upside down and then i realized you know i'm upside down in this car and and the driver's seat just went flat just like a bed. It, it just went straight out flat. When I tried to get up out of the seat, there wasn't 12 inches from the seat to the top of the car because it was all smashed down. And so I mm. could not sit up. So my, my foot was under the brake pedal and I was trying to get it out so I sprained that. And so all of a sudden, I sort of had like a panic. And then all of a sudden, the spirit came over me and I just felt calm. I mean, it just came over me like heat coming down over my whole body. And the spirit spoke to me and said, find the door handle. And so I maneuvered my hands around and I found it because everything was upside down. And when I got that handle, I lifted the handle and it, I heard that click sound where the lock, you know, opened. 
and I took my shoulder and elbow and tried to push that door open. When I did, it op- it didn't open all the way, but it opened slightly on a sewer grate because the car was upside down on that corner, right on that sewer grate. So as soon as I did that, a woman was standing there, and she said to me, you're not going to be able to get out of this car like this. She said, you're going to get cut up terribly because this is just too much. She said, but if you could try to turn your body back toward the door and lift your arms out toward the window, I'll see if I can grab you. Mm. And so I did what she said, and she grabbed me, but I want you to know I never felt her hands touch me. And she grabbed me, and I'm 170 pounds dead weight at this point because I'm on my back and I can't move. And she pulled me out of that car with one in one motion. I was out with not a piece of glass on me. Okay, so I get out of the car and I was kind of dazed. And so the lady whose house I was near on that corner, she brought a chair out for me to sit in. So I'm sitting there in the chair. So I'm looking and I get up and I hobble around the car because I'm spraying the ankle. And I take pictures and say, well, I'm going to need this for the insurance company. So here comes a lady who walks in the neighborhood. And all, by now, all kind of people are coming from everywhere because they've heard all this noise and all this, you know, that has happened. Because, I mean, it was like a freight train hit, you know. And uh, and so the lady walked up to me and she said, oh, there are angels all around you. And she kissed me on my cheek. Mm. So they sent for the fire department. Uh, when the police passed by, they called and sent for the fire department. They was caught outside and needed y'all the lights to get somebody out that car. So the fireman came and he said, well, we got to cut this driver out of this car. And so the lady said, no, she's out. He said, what? Who? Where? And she, he point, she pointed to me and he walked over to me and he said, miss, how did you get out of that car? And I told him this. I said, God got me out. And he said, well, huh. if you don't know it, I don't want to frighten you. He said, but God is on your side. And if you don't know it, you need to know it today. He said, because every accident we come to of this magnitude, it is always a fatality. Mm. So talking about a grateful heart, I know what a grateful heart is because that's not the only time he saved my life. One afternoon I came home and I was tired. I ate, I took my medication and I'm an insulin dependent diabetic. And I, I take 35 units of insulin at bedtime because I make more sugar at night and get up with high blood sugars. So I take the insulin to slow that down. So I had taken my medicine, gone to bed. Then my mama called me somewhere around 730 and something was going on with her and she needed me to come. So I went. So before I could leave my mother's, my sister called. She had a computer problem. So I went to her house to fix that and get her straight because she had some reports she had to get out. So by the time I get home, it's after 11 o'clock. Now, I've forgotten that I've taken 35 units of insulin. So I take another 35 units of insulin and Mm. I go to bed. Around 3 a.m., something shook me just like you walked up to that bed and touched me. But, I mean, it shook me hard and woke me up out of that sleep. And immediately when I woke up, I knew my blood sugar was too low. And God allowed me to walk from my bedroom across my house to the other side to the kitchen and get a soft drink, drink some of that, walk back to my bedroom. And it still had moved. I was checking it all the time. And um, then it was still so low that I could get a handful of soft peppermints and I eat that. But who shook me in the middle of the night and I live alone? Nobody's in this house. So I know what God can do. And talk about a grateful heart. I mean, when my very life was on the line, he saved it. He snatched me back from death. 
you know, you can't help but love and praise and be grateful and thankful to a God who cares that much about you, that he's watching over you day and night, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Amen. And, mm. and I mean, and another thing, when I, I got to say this because I got to give God the glory for what he has done. And I don't fail to tell people my testimony. I don't give a half pet testimony when I was going through something in the Lord. No, you haven't given God any glory. Tell it like it was because he, he brought you out of it. So he wanted you to testify. We overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. When I was born, I was born three months ahead of time. I didn't weigh three pounds. They told my mother and father if I lived 30 days, Hello, it would everyone. be a miracle. Today I will and in you the 19... best way to delete data from your Windows computer. Just the software and select what data you want to recover. Select the drive you want to recover your deleted data from and turn to the deep scan. The software scans your hard drive and brings preview of the recoverable files. Now select the file you want to restore yeah. for cover option to save the data. At this moment, I'm picking up provide a destination to save your computer. I can hear that. I don't know. I'm not on the computer. You lost data with Stellar Data Recovery Software. Yep. That's all. Well, you know why? Because he doesn't want God to get the glory out of this situation. Right. Because Amen. God is being glorified. God is being glorified. Okay. Yes. But they told my parents, if I lived 30 days, it would be a miracle. And here I am. I'm 61 years old today. So I give God the glory because he has kept me. And he keep on keeping me. And I won't leave here until he says it's time for me to go. Mm. Amen. Amen. So that's why I can tell you I'm thankful, I'm grateful I'm everything that you could say that's positive For the Lord in, in thanking him And being aware of just How much he's already done If he didn't do nothing else He's done enough Amen Amen Whew. That was powerful testimony There yeah. Well, when we testify, we need to tell the truth. We need to tell it. You know, if God was good enough to bring you out of it and to save you, we need to be big enough and thankful enough to tell and tell the truth. I'm sorry, Miss Bud. I'm having a lot of feedback. Um, someone that's on the line, can you please mute your phone if you're not speaking at the time? I'm getting a lot of feedback. Thank you. Go ahead, Miss Brenda. You know, so what I was saying was, if God has brought you out of things and he loved you enough to bring you out, be grateful enough to tell the truth and to give God the glory so he won't share his glory with another. You know, God loves us and he wants a relationship with us. That's all he wants. He wants us to love him and to serve him, to have relationship with him. But we go run after everything else, but we don't run after him. We need to run after him because he is the author and the finisher of our faith. And if we didn't have God, we wouldn't have nothing. Nothing. Because when you wake up in the morning, the alarm clock didn't do it. God did. Mm. And if he don't see fit for you to live the rest of the day, you can drop any at any moment. There's a very thin line between life and death. You'd be surprised how little it takes to kill you for your life to go, to just be gone. Just a vapor. Amen. Amen. 
But do you know so, that we, that we have been preserved for many years in peace and prosperity? Mm-hmm. Do you know that we have grown in numbers, wealth yes. and power, as no yes. other nation has ever grown? But we have forgotten yes. God. We have Come forgotten on. the God's hand which preserved us in peace and multiplied and enriched and strengthened us. And we have vainly imaged in the deceitfulness of our hearts that all these mm-hmm. blessings were produced by some superior wisdom and virtue of our own. You know, we have become intoxicated with unbroken success to self-sufficient, to feel the necessity of redeeming and preserving grace. Who proud to pray to God, the one that made us? One thing about it, we need to confess our sins and to pray for clemency and forgiveness. And that's on a regular. Amen. Amen to that. Amen. So with all that, so we would never. We go, go ahead. So we would never have true relationships if we don't just stop and examine our own hearts, examine our Amen. lives, see where we missed the mark, repent of our sins, turn. The, the Bible says. You know, if we would humble ourselves and pray, seek his face, turn from our wicked ways, then he would hear from heaven. He would heal our land. But we have to make that turn. We have to make that choice. We have to choose every day that I'm going to live for God. Now, it doesn't mean we're not going to make mistakes. No, we're going to make some mistakes, but we got to be quick to repent and try to and come back into right fellowship with God. You know, we are still in a human fleshly body and the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So if we come, we need to go ahead and try to get it right and make it right with God, you know, and come back into fellowship with him because sin separates us from God. And, you know, you can be as far as the east is from the west when you get into Hmm. sin and be separated from God. And that's a bad place to be, you know. I often say to myself, I don't want to be caught wrong if Jesus cracks that sky and comes back. I want to be found right because there's not going to be another chance to make it right at that point. That's it. Wherever no. he finds you, that's it for that's, you. That's it. That's it. That's it. Mm. That's uh, like it. the kids say, that's it, that's all. Hmm. What are the five qualities of, of thankful people? What do you think the five qualities of thankful people are? They love people. They are giving people. They are forgiving people. Um, They, uh, what's the word? I can't think of the word. Uh, But but they they love people. They forgive people. They are giving people. They are... um, dependable people you can count on them you know they have a word if they tell you they're going to do something they do it you know they exhibit the qualities they are peaceful people that's the word Mm -hmm. uh you know they exemplify christ they have christ-like attitudes and behaviors they slow to anger you know they'll help you anytime they can you know and Mm -hmm. and go the distance with you you know and expect nothing in return just want to do good to help somebody. 
So those are the people, you know, I may not call the qualities maybe exactly what is what you're looking for, but that's what I do. That's okay. uh, the qualities for. Yes. Yes. They have a purpose, awareness, and compassion. Amen, Dallas. What y'all think about that? Um, I agree with exactly what she said. Um I say, yeah, showing gratitude, you know. Um yeah, just being, I don't know. She she said it all. She said it all. <laughs> what you think, Simon? Okay. To have a thankful heart towards people, what must you do? I say by start letting them know that you appreciate them. Leave out mm-hmm. the negative. What about you, Ms. Brumble? I agree with that. When um, I show people that I appreciate them, you know, I'll go that extra mile. Uh, if it's something they, I'll do the unexpected. You know, uh, if they need me for something, I'm going to be there. Uh, and they really know that I appreciate, you know, because I express it. You know, uh, if even if it means I got to cook you something, make you something, you know, something that I know you really like or whatever. You know, I pay attention to people, you know, in the things that they like and stuff like that. So when I come around, I'll surprise them with something that they didn't think I even knew, but I, I observe. So I, I know and I take notes, you know, on it, mental notes. And then I'll come back with something and they say, oh, oh, I just love it. Uh-huh. I kind of figured that, you know, so you, you, you're very observant you know, and aware of what's going on around you and the people who are around you. Uh, and you can, when you're around people, you can kind of capture what that spirit is with them, you know, if they're joyful yes. people, if they're sorrowful, uh, just what's going on, if they're depressed or down, you can you can sense that and pick that up, you know, and then God will just give you the way to talk to them and to minister to them and to just kind of bring them out of some circumstances just by the caring that you show. You can save somebody's life. And I'm, I'm going to give you one more example of that. I have a job, and I talk to people every day. And this one particular lady, I talked to her, and, you know, God just led me to keep talking to her, and she said some things to me. And, and I just, you know, I just went to another level with her. And uh, I, I didn't know it at the time, but she came by my office about three months later, and she asked for me. And so when they brought her to my office and she told me, I just want to thank you. You saved my life. I said, what do you mean? And she said, the day that I called, when she told me who she was, because I didn't remember, I talked to so many people, I didn't remember her by name. But when she started telling me what the conversation was, then I remembered, yes, I talked to you. And she said, the day I called you, I was getting ready to go drive my car up on the Mississippi River Bridge and get out and jump over into the river. I wanted to commit suicide. But she said, but you were so kind, and you, when you talked to me, she said, it wasn't you talking. God started talking through you, and she said, you ministered to me, and the things that you said to me touched me right where I was, and I, didn't, mm. I wasn't aware, but I just was impressed to talk to her, and I did. So you don't ever know what a kind word will do for somebody. And today mm-hmm. that woman is in ministry. She's, she's, I don't know where she is now, but she came back another time and told me that she was in ministry. Mm. 
That's right. So when we got to observe, we got to be careful how we handle people because that might be the last opportunity that they get to come in or or not do themselves harm. You know what I'm saying? Because people got problems and they're burdened with things and they don't know how to handle it. And you might just mistreat somebody and they go off and do the wrong thing, you know, and you never know it, but God will know about it. You know, yes. you'll get reminded of it one day, something you did, and you'll say, whoa, you know, I didn't realize that. Well, mm-hmm, I got it. But we, mm-hmm. we got to be really careful how we handle people. Everybody is important. Everybody is somebody. We, you know, we we just got to take time. We got to love people again. That that brotherly love we used to have is just in the toilet, but right now. You know, they're huh. murdering people every day. You know, we used to have neighborhood communities that if you were coming home, Miss So-and-so, Miss Sarah, Miss Ruth, Miss whatever, down the street, everybody see you walking home or to your grandmother's house. And if something went on, that word was going to be back to your grandmother before you could get there. Say that. Yeah. You know, but okay. you, you, you don't have it. Now. You better not say nothing to somebody's child. And that's not even putting a hand on them, not even say anything to them. You know, but we were strong when we were united, when we had community, when we had church. We were strong, but now we weak. We wiser, but we weaker, and the Bible speaks about that. We got a lot of wisdom, a lot of knowledge, but we weaker because we put God aside. Everything huh. we took God out of is failing. Yes. Everything. Now you got a point there. Yeah. So, I mean... You know, we got to start teaching our kids at home, teach your children to have some manners, how to follow orders, you know, so they don't have to teach it to them down there at the jailhouse when they get 18 years old. Amen. Amen. So we have to bear some responsibility for some of that, you know? Yeah. The Bible says yeah. train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he's old, he won't depart. Now, will he make some mistakes? Yes, he will, but he'll come back to what you've taught him. He or she, that's generic, you know? Yeah. Um, Amy, what you think about that? To have a thank, thankful heart towards people, what must you do? Got to treat people the way you want to be treated. Amen. Um, just always, I guess I always take into consideration think that their situation might be worse or might be the same as what you're going through, but it's always something worse. And if you stay faithful, God gonna pull you through. Amen. 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 You have a, Ma'am, you have a take on that? To have a thankful heart towards people, what must you do? You know, you just return the favor, you know, to what they do for you. And like uh, Amy said, you know, treat them how you want to be treated. And, you know, just continue to uplift them and, let, and, you know, just let them know that you're thankful for them. And, you know, I'd like to add that. Okay. Um, how do you get a thankful heart? Um, there are five cultivating um, ways of getting a thankful heart. And anyone expound on that? I say grateful people cause the uh, the attitude or gratitude in all circumstances. View everything that have that they have as a gift and not a 
and not a right that leads to contentment and dispels comparison and jealousy. Keep a good perspective and remember all they have to be grateful for. Um, They look for opportunities to be grateful and practice cultivating gratitude every day. Amen. I agree with all of that. And we must look to God first. Take our eyes off of everybody else's whatever they got, whatever the situation is, and put your eyes on God. We got to have dove's eyes for God. A dove is a bird that when he finds his mate, they they, they mate for life. And they have what we, they say dove's eyes is only fixed on that one dove. And we got to have those eyes for the Lord. You know, yeah. our eyes have to be on him, be on him, be on him. We got to love him with a oneness that's so strong that, you know, it's an unbreakable thing. And when we can love God right, we can love other people right. And we can treat people right. We won't be so snappy and so mean and so crabby, you know. We'll have joyful hearts. We'll have joyful spirits. When you come in a room, you'll light it up because people see joy in you. You hadn't said a word, but it'll be something about you that, you know, you're beaming, you're shining, you're you're glowing. You you know, love is just coming all out of you every which way. Like you see on a, a commercial, love, the word love just coming out of you everywhere. Everybody can see it. See, the light that's in you will shine outwardly to others. So we got to put our eyes on God to do that. Because you got your eyes on somebody else, you're jealous of this and you're jealous of that. You're talking about this, you're talking about that. You know, you're going in all the other directions that you shouldn't be going. Put your eyes on God. That's how you're going to get where you need to go. Because he's going to take you. He's your lead. He's your guide. He's everything you need him to be. He is the great I am. What did he tell Moses? Tell him I am that I am. And he is that he is. You know, so we got to keep our eyes on him to have that right focus. We got to have Dove's eyes for God and, and God alone. Nobody else can get us there. Only God can. You know, no hocus pocus about life and how we're going to do this and whatever. We got to trust God and keep our eyes on him. And when we get that oneness with him, we can be unstoppable because when we got God behind us, we got everything that we need. I don't care what it is. He's got it. He's got the whole world in his hand. The earth and all that's in it is his. The cattle on a thousand hills is his. his. And can't nobody be God-given. It can't nobody be God blessing you. And it's huh. his desire to bless us. He said he, he wish above all things that we prosper and be in good health as what? Our soul prospers. Our soul can only prosper when we're connected with him. Got to be connected. Amen. Amen. So do you think that if we cultivate a grateful heart, we are examples to others? Yes. In one word, yes. Yes. <laughs> Most definitely, yes. Yes, because more are caught than taught. Mm-hmm. How can we model to others what it means to be grateful? 
by not complaining or murmuring, you know, being thankful or acknowledging the things that God has done in your life for you. Uh, just your testimony alone sometimes can change somebody else's life. The situations you go through are not for you. It's for you to be able to tell somebody else, God did this for me. So he's no respecter of person. He can do it for you and you and you and you and you and you. You know, so we have to be able to uh, tell people those things to know that. So... What do you think the Bible says about having a thankful heart? Um, a thankful heart is a merry heart, and it's a merry heart is as a medicine. It's good for us. So what does the Bible say about having a thankful heart? You think? It's, it's, the Bible says it's good to be thankful. To, to be thankful, to rejoice, to give thanks always. Mm-hmm. Yes. I say the, the scripture calls us over and again to give thanks to the Lord. Mm-hmm. In all that we do. Oh, and in all our ways, acknowledge him. Yes. Give thanks. And he will direct your path. Yes. Amen. In Psalms 107, 1, oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Mm-hmm. Then love endures forever. You know, we are called to give thanks, not just in the good circumstances, but in mm-hmm. all circumstances. But some of us fail to do that. You know, we only give praises to the Lord when things are going our way, you know. We should give thanks when things are not going good. That's when he loves us the most because we're thinking of him when situations are not working out. Amen. What are are the benefits of a thankful heart? You know, research has found that the patients in the the group who were the most grateful slept better were less depressed, had Mm -hmm. less depression, and we're more self-confident. So mm-hmm. what is that saying to us? That's saying that if we completely trust in God, you know, uh, our little, what we used to say, our little joy bucket will be kicked over. You know, you'll just have joy, joy, joy all the time. You know, now, yes, <laughs> you're going to have challenges, but you won't, when you meet a challenge, it won't overcome you. You won't be crushed by it. You know what I'm saying? You say, okay, this too will pass. You know, you will have that confidence and that assurance that God is still with you and he's going to be with you through whatever that situation or circumstance is. And that's when you really got joy because you don't worry because worry is against God. It's against faith. If you're worried, you don't have faith. Mm -mm. Because faith the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Hmm. So how we say we trust him if we, you know, we don't have no faith, we don't believe that he can do it or that he will do it. That's right. Because we got to first believe when we come to him that he is who we think he is or who they say. We heard them say he is. We got to believe that. Amen. And then we've got to trust him 
to bring it to pass. If he said it, he'll do it. If he spoke it, he will bring it to pass. That's right. Amen. So, you know, there have been times when I have wavered in faith, you know, but I'm growing. And I, you know, gotten past that. Now, I still have challenges come up that may be monumentous. But I said, okay, God, this is not on me. It's on you. I'm going to sit back. I'm going to fall back and let you handle this. Okay? So you got to know when to let it go and let God. And when you learn that, that's when you got some wisdom then. You know when to say, wait a minute, this is bigger than me. I got to go talk to the Lord about this. He already knows, but I'm going to bring it before him anyway. I'm going to enter his gates with thanksgiving and to his courts with praise. You can praise Amen. your way out of a situation. Yes. Amen. I think we've all have fallen into that category where we, uh, we're we supposed to just leave it there with the Lord, but we always go back and pick it up. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> we keep picking it up. What's, what's the point of praying about it? And leaving it there And you're going back to pick it up You ain't doing nothing but getting in your own way You're not giving God a chance Exactly So we have all fallen short To that right there Oh yeah And I know God must have a sense of humor Because I know he sits in heaven and looks at us With some of our foolishness You know and say, Lord, if she would just let me have it, I'd go ahead on and take care of this. But she got the she got to help me. She thinks she got to help me. She got to help me to fix it. I don't need your help. <laughs> but I'm just gonna stand back till she get the revelation that I don't need the help. I got it, you know. Amen. I know he must say that <laughs> when he looks at us, you know. Yes, he does. Like, there you go again. Go sit down somewhere. <laughs> if you could just Slap a word down to you right at that moment. Go sit down somewhere. You know, it would be comical almost. You know, you'd have to laugh at yourself. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. But I must have a sense of humor. Yes. How many times does the Bible say to be thankful, do you think? How many times? Oh, my God. I don't think we could number it. I mean, just out of my head, I can't number it unless they somebody research it and tell me what the number is. But it's always be thankful, be thankful, give thanks. Oh, let us thank the Lord. It is right to thank and give him praise. It's all over the Bible from front to back, you know. Okay, well, I'm going to break it down. You um, got the numbers? Yes, but how many times in the New Testament, I should say, do you think thankfulness comes up? Oh, if you was in the Bible. I don't know. I know it's a lot. You want to take a guess, Amy? What about you, Dallas? I know it's a lot. It's probably in every book, but I can't name it. How many times is it? Thankfulness comes up. 71 times in the New Testament. Yeah. 71. 71. Why is thankfulness so important to God? Because being thankful in all situations helps us to develop our trust in God and helps us to be humble. You know, that mm-hmm. much of our gratitude is related to positive experiences. 
We have to learn to appreciate the good and the bad. Thanking God in difficult situations can also help us appreciate the good times and more. All right. I would have thought more than 71. Yeah. Yeah. That's in the New Testament now. Not in the Mm -hmm. Old. Just in the New. Hmm. Why, Why must we be thankful to God? It is right to give him thanks and praise. (laughs) okay so how so how do you pray with a thankful heart well i pray with a thankful heart by when i start a prayer i i i I do a roll call on the things god has done for me thanking him for the times he saved my life thanking me for the way he's worked out situations how he's blessed me you know, I started giving that resume to him and letting him know I haven't forgotten what you've done for me. You know, and I just just do, I say a roll call. I do a roll call on all the things that, everything that I can remember, I bring it back and I thank him for it. I thank him for mm-hmm. it. And I say, and then I may not even ask him for anything, you know, I just want to thank you. You know, today I just have a heart of thanksgiving. I just want to say thank you for what you've done to let you know I appreciate you. There could never be a greater God than you. Never, ever, ever. You know, I will love you with everything that I got until the day I die because you've done so much. You've been so marvelous. You've been wonderful in my life. You've been a God that's redeemed me from sin, death, the grave, from hell. And I thank you for it. That's how I do it. Anyone else have anything they want to add? Why must we be thankful to God? Um, I would say because with him, we wouldn't be here. You know, I just want to add that. We take for granted what God has given to us and focus on what God mm-hmm. has done. Well, that's our selfishness, you know, because right. in spite of it all, you have food, you have shelter. You know, you have provisions, may not have everything you want, but you're not going to always have everything you want. And for those who have everything that they want, they strive just for that and they have don't have God. So they don't have that balance in your life. Because guess what? You don't have to make all the money in the world to live well. Huh. And you don't have to go to bed worrying about who's trying to take it off of you either. You know, not that nobody wants to be a pauper. Everybody wants to have a certain amount of success to be comfortable, to be able to live and do things. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with having money, but money shouldn't have you. You shouldn't be bowed down to it, to the fact that people don't count, God doesn't count. You know, nothing matters but my money. You can't have two masters. You're going to love one and you're going to hate the other. You can't love Mm -hmm. God and love mammon. You know, um... I asked the question, how do you pray with a thankful heart? Listen, you know, you have to let the Lord know how thankful you are for all his many blessings mm-hmm. bestowed upon you. That's giving thanks to him. Are the words thankful and grateful the same? 
No. But no, the they're not. They're similar. They do have some similarities. Similarities. You know, but, some um, similarities because you thank him. Mm-hmm. Thankful is being pleased and relieved. Mm-hmm. And both are great feelings. And the word grateful is showing appreciation of kindness. Mm-hmm. This is where the difference lies. Being thankful is a feeling and being grateful is an action. Mm-hmm. Well, we're at the top of the hour. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we return, we're going to open up the phone line. So if you have any questions, comments, or just want to give God some praise, give us a call at 858-357-9137. Oh. 
Change in your life? Give us a call at 858-357-9137 and let your voice be heard on YAT Radio. Tonight's show has been sponsored by the Williams Group and Jadar Enterprises. Welcome back to our show. Now we're going to give our closing remarks. But first, before we give our closing remarks, I have two other questions I would like to ask. Does anyone know how Jesus showed thankfulness? Ms. Grumble? Uh, yeah. He gave thanks and praise. He prayed. Okay. Actually, it was when Christ bowed his head at the Last Supper with the disciples. He gave thanks. Mm-hmm. How can we be thankful to God in our circumstances? Philippians 4, 6 through 7 Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition. With thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. So, we'll go back to our closing remarks. So, the floor is now open. Go ahead with your remarks, please. Ms. Brenda, do you have any remarks you would like to make? Yes, magnify your God and not your problems. God is greater than any problem, any situation that we may have. And we must pray and seek his faith and believe that he will He will do what we are asking him to do. If it's for your good, God will do it. If it's not, he won't do it. So sometimes the answer is yes, sometimes it's no, and sometimes it's wait. And that's the one we have a problem with. Is waiting on God. Don't get in a hurry. Don't get in his way. Let him have his way because his way will be the ultimate way to victory in your life. Amen. Amy, do you have any closing remarks? Amen. Amy, do you have any closing yeah, remarks? Yeah, um, we should, I guess, just be thankful for what we have and be thankful that you make you'll get more if you just trust in God and try to live your life right. And I think we need to all do better because we do know better. We just don't do better, but we need to do better. Amen. Um, I would just say, you know, continue to let uh tell God in your prayers that you are thankful and um you know. Uh, to know that we um we're gonna always go through things, but it's you know God got us and to never just take our eyes off God and just be thankful for where we are because things could be worse. That's what I want to say. Amen. Um, good evening, Doctor Kemp. Do you have any closing remarks for us tonight? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. First, I just want to say I 
I've been listening since I've made it in from Bible study, and you guys are very powerful. I mean, this is a great conversation, and I, I want to want to just speak upon about uh, being thankful. And uh, when I when I hear about that, and I heard about thankful and grateful, similar to a synonym, it's almost uh, you can't have almost one without the other. It's 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 a part of it, but. Uh, I like to say in life there, in, in the life that we live in, all humans, uh, we have two types of individuals or uh, persons in life, and that are those who are thinkful and those who are thinkless. Uh, in life, everything we have comes from God. I, if the food on our table, the clothes on our back, every day, I mean, if God would just remove the air that we breathe, not uh, not one creature would be on this earth. You can't find a roach on Mars because there's no oxygen, and it needs that to survive. If God would just do that, nothing would, would be living. He would just snuff out the oxygen. So we have so much that, you know, when they say, if I had 10,000 tongues, I, I couldn't still couldn't thank him enough. And I, I'm, I'm, I believe I, when I think about, Thankful people and think less. I'm reminded of the fact ever so often uh, concerning uh, the ten lepers and, and how when Jesus was passing through, uh, these ten lepers was would cried out to him about have mercy and wanted to heal Jesus to heal them. But when Jesus told them that they were healed to go show themselves from the priest. They went away, and I would only imagine, you know, when you had leprosy, your toes and your fingers would fall off and your soles all over. I'd only imagine, just, 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 just parenthetically speaking, that all the sores went away and the toes and, and, and the fingers are growing back on. And they were so happy to go show themselves to the priest because you couldn't go back to your wife, your husband. You couldn't go back to the people in your village unless... The priest had to pronounce you cleansed. Well, they were on their way going to, to give thanks after Jesus healed them. And it was nine nine of them were, were Israelites, but only one was a Samaritan. That's this person that lived in the mountain that worshiped idol gods. And he was a half-breed. Uh, uh, a Samaritan is a, is a half-breed of a Syrian and a, and a, and a Jew. And when they went in the bondage, they, they interbreeded, and they came back in the Assyrian state in the mountains and worshipped their God in the mountains. But nevertheless, it showed uh, that, 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 that Samaritan went back and found Jesus and said, thank you. And then Jesus asked, where are the other nine? They did not come back to give God thanks. And so after being healed of one of the most uh, deadliest thing they had back during that time disease only one came back and in life it is no matter how good God is to us we don't want to give God thanks you need to thank him every day for the good the bad and the ugly it, it reminds me ever so often of Job when I think about being thankful Job's wife would think less she told Job that he needed to curse his God and die and Job said Woman, you speak as a, as a foolish woman speaks. Shall we not accept the good? 
And shall we not accept the bad? And the Bible declared that Job did not sin with his lips. What Job was telling her, those 6,000 sheep we had and, and the camels and the donkeys and all these animals had, you never told me to curse him. Then this big, beautiful house we had, the servants that we had, the kids we had, you never told me to curse God. But the moment we lose things, then you tell me curse him and die. He said, the Lord give and the Lord take it away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Let us not be thankless people, but let us in all things give thanks to the Lord. In all things, give thanks to God because he's able. Everything belongs to him. He, we just we just leasing them while we're walking on this earth. So we ought to be thankful and not being, remember what I said, in this world, you're going to find out they have Thankful people and thankless people. God bless you. I'm really, uh, 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 Evangelist <laughs> Roberts, and all of you guys. I mean, you you got a powerful. I mean, I, I love the conversation, Miss Brenda. Just you, you got all you guys. You're powerful. I'm not. I'm not going to get into it. I really got a lot out of it, and I know that those who are tuned in, if they uh, were attentive and listened to what was said. They understood about being thankful for what we do have, and that uh, I, 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 the merits of it is something God is going to give us. If you don't give it, be thankful. Either yes, God, or no, God, and a God to say sometime wait. And God sometimes tell us no, and we are to be even thankful in the time that He said no. Uh, God bless y'all. Much love. I, uh, again, like I say, it's powerful. I really enjoyed it. God bless. God bless you. Reverend Hyrule, would you like to have, would you have any, like to say any comments? Um, just like to thank everybody for coming on tonight. Um, and, and, and thank you for a powerful show. Uh, you ladies, uh, uh, it's wasting some time to and, and to, to get to, the, the 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 feelings and emotions uh, uh, that go on out there in the world that ladies need to hear from other ladies how to get through those situations and put God first. So thank you. Amen. Amen. Now we will have our little-known Black History Fact and our wellness check. Our little-known Black History Fact is Vail Phillips. The city of Milwaukee and the state of Wisconsin is in mourning after news that the trailblazing Belle Phillips passed this past Tuesday, which was April 17th. Phillips was the first black judge in Milwaukee and the first black secretary of state for Wisconsin. Born on February 18, 1923, she was raised in Milwaukee's Southside neighborhood. In 1956, when she became a member of the city's Common Council, she used the position to push for changes in Milwaukee. Chiefly in the inner core district she presided over, which suffered from poor conditions and other issues. A hallmark of her time in politics was rallying against unfair housing practices and working with the NAACP on various issues. Just hours before her passing, the Milwaukee Common Council approved the Bell Phillips Trailblazer Award that will be handed out annually. This adds to countless other uh, awards 
including a hall at UW Madison dedicated to her in 2011 and 2014. The Wisconsin Alumni Association gave Phillips its Distinguished Alumni Award. Phillips was 98. I'm sorry, she was 95. That was our little black history fact. Our wellness check. No diabetes by heart. Four steps to preventing stroke if you have diabetes. If you have type 2 diabetes, you are at risk for stroke. There are steps you can take to reduce your risk. One, talk to your doctor to set goals for controlling your diabetes. Two, take your medicine. Three, continue healthy eating habits and keep moving. Four, manage your blood pressure, cholesterol, and diabetes. If you have diabetes, there's a lot more you can do to reduce your risk for stroke. Talk to your doctor about your next step. How are stroke and type 2 diabetes connected? Unmanaged diabetes damage your blood vessels over time. Excessive blood glucose, also called blood sugar, makes blood vessels stiff and the vessels can also fill with plaque, a fatty substance. Plaque leads to blockage. Recognize the signs of a stroke. Fast, face drooping, arm weakness, speech difficulty, time to call 911. Don't forget to drink your eight glasses of water every day, which equals about two liters or a half gallon a day. That has been your little-known black history fact and your wellness check. Sister Brenda, can you close us out in prayer, please? Heavenly Father, we thank you for the night. We thank you for the word that has gone forth, Lord. We thank you that they'll hide this word in their hearts, that they will meditate on it day and night, Lord, that you will give illumination to every heart and to every mind. I thank you, Lord, for the blessings that you've already given us and what you are yet to come uh, into our lives. We thank you for all that we have. And Lord, we are so careful to give you all the praise and all the glory for everything truly comes from you. And we praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank, you for listen- thank you for listening to our show on a thankful heart. I hope something was said that shed some light on your heart and broke chains in your life. Don't forget tomorrow to join us with the Men of Valor here on Breaking Chains Ministry on YAT Radio. Tonight's show has been sponsored by the Williams Group and Jadari Enterprises. Remember that there is only so much room in our hearts. When you start to choose to reflect and look for reasons to be grateful, you have less time to worry, grumble, live to fear. Be bitter and frustrated. Always remember, change is possible, but learn to have a thankful heart. Be blessed. Good night. Good night. Good night. Oh, my people, I love you. We're family.
people, I love you. I love you. We are dying. We are dying. They are lying. We're being shot and hearted. Why you hate me? I'm just trying to be. Living happily, but you hurt me. Why I work for peace? Why I work for peace? Lion from Zion, I am a king and you're a queen. We'll make it through it all, no matter what the cost. We're family, yeah, you and me. We'll make it through the pain. Word to say, have a beautiful place for kids to run. Yeah, you and me, hey, we'll make you do it all. No matter what the call, we're family. Yeah, you and me, hey, we'll make you do the pain and rain and all the trouble by Breaking Chains with P31 Ladies on YAT Radio, where each week we discuss the importance of female self-esteem, self-identity, and noble character. You can always get involved in the conversation by calling in at 858-357-9137 or catch the live stream at www.blogtalkradio.com backslash YAT Radio. That's Breaking Chains, where we leave a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence. Thanks for turning us on this evening. Just know we are here to assist you in recovering your light from back from the darkness. Speak the truth with Young Adults Talk Live, a ministry for the people of God. So let's join together and recover what's ours. God bless you from the Young Adults Talk family.